Welcome to 3R Educational Solutions, the podcast that empowers educators to create thriving learning environments with social-emotional learning at the core. Welcome to 3R Educational Solutions podcast. I am Cassie Lupins, and I've got Angel here. And we're going to be talking today about the importance of social-emotional intelligence in educators. And we're going to also be giving you some ideas on how to increase your own social emotional intelligence. So we're going to kind of start off by Angel telling us a little bit about her background in this. Okay. Well, um, I I have to be quite honest. My journey in this um, kind of makes me sad that I didn't know more about it when I was in the classroom full time. Um, I was asked to be um, an instructional coach. Um well into my my public school career. And then when I was an instructional coach for the private organization that I was working with, they asked me to become a trauma-informed educator. And I got my training through the Neurosequential Network um, in 2020 was when I started that. So I finished it in 2021. And I kind of had this little, and they he, our trainer kept reiterating, like, you can't do this whole... Um, I feel bad about the way I raised my kids. I feel bad about not knowing what I didn't know. And, you know, we can't help what we don't know. We don't, we don't know what we don't know and we can't help that. So I guess what, if you know better, this is a Maya Angelou quote, if you know better, then do better. Mm-hmm. And there are times when I'm like, oh, I, I kind of just want to go back into the classroom because I know so much more about kids. And it also has changed who I am as a parent. So um, and, you know, my kids were already like, uh, my oldest was a senior, he already graduated and my youngest, my youngest was um, a sophomore. And then Jamie's three kids, they're still little and grow- they're not little, they're growing. Mm-hmm. But um, my, that's my husband. Um, so I guess it's one of those things where, you know, when you're, you're going through it and you're learning it, um, you just want to go teach it then. So, you know, I, I, started as a first grade teacher and then was like, oh, you're going to teach social studies. When I got to middle school, you're going to teach social studies and you're going to teach one class of ELA and then flipped it. And I became an ELA teacher. And now I'm, I was so nervous. I was like, oh my God, I don't, I I don't know how to, you know, um, what do you call that? Graph a sentence. I don't even know what it's called. I still don't know how to do it, but I do know grammar and my friends refer to me as a grammar Nazi. So (laughs) when you begin teaching it, um, you know it better. So I guess that's kind of where I want to go with this today, Cassie, is, um, you know, if you think about that, when you first started teaching, you might not have known your topic very well, but when you, the more you teach it, especially just reg ed teachers and, you know, teaching three or four subjects, you begin teaching it, you know it better. So if you're going to teach social emotional learning, you're, I I really feel like you're going to find your own path and your own journey um, you know, I love that you started it off that way because I have felt so many times, I wish I could go back into the classroom with the knowledge that I have. And I think back on even my time in the classroom, how cringy some of my first years were 
as an educator and some of the things I did that later on as I started, as I became more um, of a veteran teacher and I learned more, I realized, ooh, that was not the right way to handle that, you know, and you you reflect on those things. So I'm so glad you started it because, you know, there's times you might start feeling um, like almost embarrassed about those moments, but, you know, you almost have to embrace those moments to learn from that and say, okay, I learned, I got better. I did better. That kind of process. Yeah. If you know better, do better. Exactly. And, um, yeah. Um, so I guess one of the things I wanted to talk about is, you know, we, we cram down, I feel like teachers are probably tired of hearing like, Oh, social emotional learning. That's so important. You've got to take time and this and that and the other. But, um, I think if we teach teachers, educators, the importance of it, not just for their students, but for themselves. Um, I, w- I reflect back and I went through a divorce when I was in the classroom and I'm thinking I was so not in charge of my emotions. And, um, there are a lot, I didn't show up as my best self every day. And and that happens. We, we don't always show up as our best selves and kind of giving ourselves grace, but we also need to know that kids aren't showing up as their best selves every single day. Yeah. And well, maybe they do show up as their best. So this is the best I have right now. Yeah. But teaching them the importance of being in control of your emotions, like feeling your emotions, but not necessarily acting on them all the time. Like being, like you said, you, you're very reflective, like, oh, that wasn't the best way to handle that situation. Yeah. I could have done better. So being reflective. So now if you handled a situation the way you didn't think it could have gone, like, what would you do with that student now if you were there? Like, would you go I, back? If I were yeah. to go back, oh, hands down, I would have, I would not have gotten angry. I would not have snapped. And that was like, I would always get triggered and then just snap. And when you're able to increase your own social and emotional intelligence, you're able to control that snapping moment. I- am yeah. I saying that right? Yeah. And that's kind of what you know, my husband and I were talking about this the other day, how, um, you know, it's, it's hard being human some days yeah. and you do react on those emotions. And I, we call it the McNabb temper. That's my maiden name. And um, my, my dad was a fiery redhead. So we call that's just what we say. So I do have a McNabb temper in there, but <laughs> w- reflecting back on my behavior as a parent, I always would, it would just eat me up. Like, Oh my God, I acted like a child to my child. I need to go back and set my child, my kid down and go, okay, here's what I did wrong. And then I'm sorry. And I wish I could go back and change it, but I can't, but I'm going to try to do better. But then going, okay, now do you understand why I got angry? Yeah. <laughs> like you pushed every yeah. button I had. <laughs> I think that's such a key though, being able to stop and admit that you were wrong. And I think kids will, will respect you for that because yeah. in, in, there was a time that I had gotten onto a kid and I had kind of snapped and it was a judgment that I had didn't have all the information. And then he got mad and he shut down and I had to stop and take a second. And I pulled him aside and we talked about it and I had to apologize. And I said, you know what? I am sorry that I did that. I'm sorry that I did not take the time to listen to your side of the story. And once I did that and I apologized, that kid was totally different to me. It was like completely a different kid. It was just crazy. 
But it was just taking that second to say, you know what, I was wrong instead of, you know, putting your foot down and not admitting to that. And I feel like sometimes as adults, we want to have that pride of, no, I don't, I'm not going to say I'm sorry. I'm not going to say I'm wrong. And sometimes we need to get rid of that. And that can help build that relationships with our kids. Mine was a lot about, um, I just wanted to control everything. Like I didn't have a lot of control in my own life. So I wanted to be like, this is my classroom that I am in control of this classroom. And um, just being able to step back and go, guys, you know, especially with middle school kids, that's, that was, you know, where I kept banging my head against the wall, just walking in going, guys, I am really struggling today, but if you could just bear with me, we're going to get through this yeah. and just being yeah. human with them. I, when I finally realized like, just be human, they, they appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and also that if they respect that from you, that's going to make your day go that much better. So having that social emotional intelligence as an educator, as a parent, just a human being, um, improves overall well-being. And I think that's kind of, um, where I wanted to go. Cassie and I, we have some talking points here. I found this great article by Lisa Curry, I think is how you say your name. She's the founder and program manager of the Ripple Kindness Project. And I found this on the website medium.com. And, um, you know, she just talks about how a lot of 40 to 50% of new teachers leave the profession within their first five years of teaching. And I would say that's probably that, man, that sounds so high. It is 40 to 50% of new teachers. And that's five years. Like I remember the stats like back when, okay, it's going to age me, but back in the nineties, when I was in school, early two thousands, starting the teaching, my teaching um, career, that number, the percent was less and the years was like 10 within the first 10 years. See my, it was seven. It was like, if you can make it past your first seven years, you're going to be good. But most teachers drop out within their first seven years. And so the fact that it's now changed to five. And the percentage is higher. That's insane. Um, but if you can have that social emotional intelligence with your kids and you're teaching them that same, um, behavior that your, your day is going to be less stressed. So the next point she makes is it helps, um, teachers manage stress and burnout. So if you don't have that, that extra stress, that extra cortisol in your body pumping all the time, Mm -hmm. because your kids are seeing you as a human and you're teaching them that same emotional intelligence, um, you know, you're going to go home less stressed, I would hope, um, than before. Now the things I'm hearing now is behaviors. Yeah. Like behaviors, 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 behaviors. That's what I hear all the teachers say. And I'm kind of back in the classroom now as a consultant. Um, but I, I see it. Kids are, it's their, their attention spans, not there. So just stopping a lesson and going, you know what? I need to breathe. So I bet they need to breathe Yeah, because I'm, I'm about ready to lose it. So if I feel it, imagine people, little people are going to feel it as well. Well, and at that point, they're not learning anything. So you can keep trudging on, you can keep trying, but they're not getting anything. So it's almost better to stop and take the time to breathe, to like reset, do whatever you need to do. Take that time instead 
and you're going to have a better outcome. Yeah. And that was super hard for me as a teacher. And I can't imagine now because you're like, no, we've got to get through this lesson. I had three other counterparts that I had to try to keep up with. So I was like, okay, if I stop here and I was a talker when I was teaching ELA, we, especially when we're in the literature units, I would be like, oh my gosh, guys talk about blah, 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 blah. And I would talk, 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 talk. And then I could hear my counterpart next door and I'm like, ah, oh, she's got a chapter ahead of me today. <laughs> but if you don't stop and take that time to just breathe, reset, yeah. if you have little, let them get their wiggles out and they go, okay, guys, we're, we got to be ready. We got to be focused and then hit it again for five minutes. Just like you said, they're not learning anyway. So I think social emotional intelligence, I keep wanting to say we're the focus of this podcast um, today is educators, but I think in adults and humans, um, that whole, the importance of it is just being reflective of your own feelings and your own behaviors. So, and we, here we talk about, um, the next, she says it, it improves decision-making and we kind of started off with that, got ahead of ourselves a little bit, but absolutely I would change some of the choice. Oh, I would change so many choices I made <laughs> just oh, in right. my life. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but if you, if you, you know, we talk about our workout group all the time, but Ashley talks a lot about like, why am I doing this or why do I feel like I can't do this? Yeah. And so if you get to the why of why you're reacting this way or the why, why a child is behaving the way they are, it's going to help your next decision, your next choice. Yeah. And, um, she, this article talks about um, the chronic stress directs in um, bad habits rather than goals. So um, I should have maybe shared my screen with you, Cassie, so you could kind of see where I am, but I'm oh, scrolling no, I'm down. I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, if you're stressed out, it goes all the way back to your diet as a teacher. Yeah. Um, if you're really stressed out, are you going to take the time to meal prep the next day and eat healthy? Or are you going to eat your crappy lunch and have some candy? I mean, we all fall into that. Mm-hmm. I was a big, like, ran got my Sonic drink and uh, I'm going to go see who has chocolate on their desk. Yep. <laughs> I did all of that. And, um, but you know, you make better decisions when you're not as stressed and you just, your entire well being is, is better. Yeah. So anyway, let's see, let's go on to the next thing here. Um, student teacher relationships. Holy wow. Having the knowledge in yourself and teaching that, taking one or two minutes to talk to kids about like, Hey, sorry about yesterday. We're going to start with a clean slate. Just like you said, Cassie, that kid respects you so much more and is yeah. ready to learn from you just because you apologized. They can relate said, to you. Yeah. And they don't see it as a threat anymore. It's like you've taken that authoritativeness, not that you're taking it away, but you're not, you're just not making it like a, a threat. I guess. Like a hovering over you. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I think that kind of lets, helps them let their guard down and see you as a human and realize, oh, they make mistakes too. It's okay that I make mistakes. And now we can, it, it kind of breaks down a wall sometimes just being human and, and admitting that we're human. I mean, we all are, and we all are making mistakes. We're all, you know, trudging this unknown sometimes. And it's important that we admit that we're human, you know? 
Yeah. I think about littles when I taught the the littles like first grade, if they saw me outside of school, it was like they saw a celebrity. And then the next day they'd be like, I saw you at Walmart last night. Or, you know, you've gone on um, our big, where I was teaching, we didn't have a Walmart in our town. So if they saw me in Walmart, that was on a Friday or Saturday night, they waited and they could not wait to see me on Monday to tell their friends, like, I saw you in Walmart last night or this yeah. weekend. Or and the first time they see you in the hall, I saw you this weekend. It's like, yeah. Yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, rather than be like, oh God, there's a student, could talk to them. Like that changes how I, th- knowing this, it changed how I went to the Y. Mm-hmm. Like I used to work out at the Y and I would like wear my hat way down over my face and pretend I didn't see anyone because I'm, I'm here to work out, not to talk to students again. <laughs> and, you know, if they just be like, Hey, I saw you at the Y and like, yeah, I watched you. You were, you were shooting some hoops and having that relationship with them. It just, they want to learn from people who they know cares about them. Yes. So, yeah. So, um, man, just having some social emotional intelligence and building those relationships with them. And I feel like, like you said, there's a disconnect. We've talked about this before. There's a disconnect there. We're all exhausted. We're all tired. Um, But absolutely just, just having a split second moment to talk to them and go, okay, let's reset. Or, Hey, I saw you at the Y. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't acknowledge you, maybe acknowledge that you saw them. Yeah. Oh, that just like, oh, that makes them so happy. Like just warms their little hearts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then of course this kind of, they all kind of just bleed into each other, but the, I, yeah, I'm kind of scrolling down here, create supportive environments. If you're all, if all the teachers are teaching social emotional learning lessons and they're all um, being reflective and having that, um, I don't know, that attitude of a caring environment, everybody around you, it's going to bring the entire culture of the building of your school um, just back into a a more caring environment, I think, a calmer state of being. Empathetic. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Empathetic. Empathetic. Like that's, I feel like that is such a big thing that we're missing in society is empathy like being able to look at someone and say i don't i don't understand where they're coming from but there's something else behind that and it's not about me what is you know getting to know someone and more of their roots and having more empathy about you know just their situation thinking about things on a deeper level and we're missing yeah. that and it's like you know after this, we'll air an interview with a, uh, with a gentleman, Darian, and we talked about how we're dreamers and like this society where we have more empathy for each other. We actually care about each other and what is happening with each other and, and meeting each other where we're at, you know, and that's, that's, that's like the goal, you know? (laughs) In fact, so the reason Cassie and I decided to do this quick little podcast was to lead into Dr. Darian Jones's interview, um, we could have talked to him all day, I think. Oh, yeah. um, he, he's just super fascinating. And to hear, hear his stories, um, it's just pretty enlightening. I I think, I hope everyone else enjoys it as much as Cassie and I did. Oh, yeah. um, but I, I'm just going to kind of wind down. And I don't know, Cassie, do you have any anything you want to ask about 
I've talked about like the, the training I've gone through. I always recommend the boy who's raised as a dog um, for anyone who has anything to do with children. Um, you know, and it, it just, it, it's eye opening how different two kids in the same family can behave. Yeah. So having social emotional intelligence um, as an educator, as a parent, very important um, to reflect on that. And and some people may be saying, how do I get social emotional intelligence? And we were talking at the very beginning of this podcast, how when you teach something, you become more knowledgeable about it. Yes. Yeah. So if you're teaching kids to be reflective, you're going to go, oh, maybe I should be reflective too. Maybe um, that kid just lost his mind. Um, I wonder what triggered that. When I lose my mind, what triggers me? And teaching yes. kids to pay attention to those triggers. Yeah. Or glimpses. We've been, I've been trying to, um, focus more on little glimmers and have you heard about the glimmers versus triggers? No. So when, when kids say that's a trigger, I I don't, you know, don't do that. It triggers me. Then you can say, what about glimmers? Do you have any glimmers throughout the day? And glimmers are things that make you happy. Oh, like the little, like the happy butterfly kind of things. Oh, I get that glimmers. I love that. Yeah. So like things that make me happy, like, um, when I'm walking or and jogging, I'm like, I really want to focus on right in the fall is my favorite time. So the glimmers of the leaves changing, like I love running in the fall uh-huh. and just because, and then again, I love running in the spring and, you know, so I find, try to find those little glimmers of things that I really like about something, um, recognizing those like intentionally recognizing those how much better will you feel at the end of the day if you recognize your glimmers versus your triggers and like put intent behind your glimmers versus your triggers oh I love that and you know uh, as a as a writing ELA teacher we used to do two stars and a wish and um, so like when someone read their writing to them, we'd say, okay, two stars and a wish. So we'd tell them two things we really liked about their writing and their wish would be like, I wish you would have told me more about da, 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 da. Or I wish you would have described the setting a little more. So I thought like, you know, as I'm, I'm putting these talking points together, I'm like, Ooh, wouldn't it be great for a, an SEL lesson to begin with? All right, we're going to get two glimmers and a trigger what reflect on yesterday give me at least two glimmers and if you had a trigger let's talk about why it triggered you and maybe eventually you can get rid of the triggers i mean i don't think you ever are there are things that trigger me every single day yeah yeah and i'm 40 blah 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 years old but i mean just like today i could have let something that triggered me to be sad i'm just gonna say it my son went back to school mm-hmm. he's 20 he turned 22 days ago and I'm, I'm an emotional basket case, but my, that it, I almost triggered, <laughs> triggered like, Oh, I miss my babies. But I turned that to a glimmer, like, man, he's a great kid. I have great kids. They're doing their thing. I need to quit whining about <laughs> getting old and missing my babies. Aww, so, hey, but that's you know, good for you for putting the positive on that. Like that's, that's hard to do because you want to almost and I don't know if it's just human nature, but you just almost want to sink into the triggers sometimes. And yes. it is a total mindset change to focus on the glimmers, you know? And I call that like bittersweet. Like it could have been a trigger and I could have just sat around and wallowed all day and, 
you know, because it's kind of gloomy here in Missouri today. The Chiefs played like poo. Um, <laughs> I know. Let's not talk about that trigger. Um, <laughs> but just finding the glimmer, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of little things. Somebody cut you off in traffic on your way to work. That could have been a trigger that led to a huge domino effect. Boom, 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 boom. I'm angry. I slam a door, you know, I door ding someone. I trip on my shoelaces going into the building. Um, but instead you can be like, whoo, they cut me off. The glimmer is um, I didn't have an accident. The sky is blue. The, you know, sun is shining. Find those little glimmers throughout the day that make you happy. So I so, have a totally different angle just on that right there. And this is maybe telling on myself too much, but this is something I've been working on with traffic because I get a little anxious when driving and I get a little mouthy when driving sometimes. And I've started trying to realize when someone makes a mistake that frustrates me that maybe they didn't mean to, and I've made mistakes like that before, and maybe I need to pause and not get so angry at another human being making a mistake. So that is a personal thing that I am working on for myself. I got to tell you, Cassie, just talking to you is a glimmer in my day. Uh, I don't even, I don't judge anybody's driving because I'm not a good driver, but yeah, definitely like, and you know, um, there's, there's a video that we watch in our training when, when we were bringing in new employees to, um, it was the Great Circle organization. It's um, KCV, I can't remember what it's called now. Um, but anyway, that we used to watch this training where this guy would, he was just frustrated, like this kid um, rode his skateboard as he was backing out right behind him. He had to slam on his brakes and he was like, yeah, that kid needs it. You know, where's his parent? And it goes on through the day and some lady walks in, uh, parks right in the spot he was going to get to go get his coffee. And then someone butted in front of him at the coffee line. And then he puts, this stranger walks up to him and tells him to put on these glasses. And he's able to see everybody's baggage, like um, struggling to, you know, make it, husband left her and the kid didn't, the kid with the skateboard didn't have a, a parent at home, was getting himself to school and that, you know, just ha- that social emotional intelligence, like realizing that we're all coming from baggage. And I, I feel like a huge thing that we can teach kids and teach ourselves is we're not just um, recognizing our, tra- our own trauma, our own triggers, but we talk about this. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We talk about with Darian, but work through the difficulty. Yeah. Use yeah. the difficulty. So you're using it to become better yeah instead of i want to say wallow you're not going to wallow in it you're going to use it like i could say oh you know back in the um 80s my parents really owned that were divorced and i could wallow in that and say that's why i you know had this this and this happen in my life but how about i use that as you know i had step parents so now i know how i want to be that kind of a step parent yeah. it's a hard it's hard, but oh, it's so hard. Work through the diffi- yeah, use the difficulty. So, I guess social emotional intelligence. I think we could we could uh, tag it as use the difficulty. Yeah, become a better become a better you, and once you know better, do better. Yes, exactly. I love. But it. I think that is a, a pretty good way to wind it up here and um, well, tell all of our listeners. 
Well, it kind of segues us into next yeah. week's episode, which will be a two-part episode with, um, is it Dr. Darian Jones? Okay. Dr. Darian, Dr. Darian Jones. Jones. And it was a great interview. Very enlightening. Like Angel said earlier, he was such a inspirational story. And so I hope you tune in for the next two part, two episodes where we talk to Dr. Darian. And he's um, going to be a course creator. He's trying to carve out some time to do some things he loves. And part of that is creating some courses for um, 3reducationalsolutions.com. So thank you guys for joining us. And um, now if you know better, go out and do better. And don't forget to take care of yourself. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's conversation, join us every Wednesday for more conversations about what's happening in today's educational world. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can find more information about what we offer at 3reducationalsolutions.com. That's the number three, letter R, educationalsolutions.com.